0: Welcome to the My First 5 Million podcast, where we share the trials and tribulations of two brand new mortgage brokers on their quest to fund their first 5 million dollars in mortgages. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to My First 5 Million podcast. We're documenting the journey of two amazing new brokers on their quest to their first 5 million in production. And so this is season one of my first five million. And so going forward on all these episodes, at the beginning, I'm actually gonna share with you their stats and progress. And so how they're doing with leads and pipelines and closing. So you can actually see, okay, how are they doing? Are they getting there? Are they on their way? Are they behind? Not that you're ever really behind, but you know what I mean, basically how are things going? So I'll talk about Enrique first. So Enrique in the last week, he got five referrals. And he got two of them from Realtors, three from TikTok. He's actually quite good at using TikTok. So I think I've said this before, but go check out what he's doing. And as I said to Enrique prior to this recording that we did during our coaching session, is that you don't need to be on every platform, but pick a platform and just make sure you own it. Isabel is more on Instagram. So if you wanna follow her there, you can do that. So he had five referrals, two from Realtors, three from TikTok. His pipeline, he currently has four and a half million in the next 90 days that are approved or waiting to fund. So hopefully they all close. As you know, in the mortgage business, not everything closes, so we'll see. You know, And I know that Enrique, is, this is new to him, but it's always disappointing when you lose some of those files. So far, he's closed one file for 285,000, so he's got that first one done, but the pipeline's looking good. Isabel, she got five referrals last week, a friend, a realtor, an investor, two other referrals that she got, one was construction, And so she also had five, her pipeline right now, she's got about 3 million in her pipeline for the next 90 days. And so far this year she's closed 1.7 million in fundings. One of them was last week and so she's got some more stuff set up. So the reason I share that is not a brag or anything, it's simply to just give you guys a like, hey, if you're listening wherever you are in your business, if you're new, that you can do this. This is amazing business, it's very challenging to get started, but once you get it going, you will not regret that you joined the mortgage industry. And so we want to just give you guys the updates on that. So today I talked to Arike about how he just left his family business. So currently his family has a business. He was basically working a full-time job at the family business and trying to get his mortgage business off the ground, which for many of you, something you have to do. So he left that business. So I talk about how it went, how he knew it was time to pull the plug and make the transition. And then Isabel, we talk about how she used something called our perfect realtor pitch, which we do in our training. And she used Game of Phones, which is we set up the meetings to do the pitch and use that pitch to set up a webinar with a real estate agent and just went amazing, even though as she admits, she was crazy nervous about the whole thing. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Enrique and Isabel. And if you are interested in finding out, hey, Scott, I'm new, I would love to see if you can help go to get5million.com. That's how you're gonna find out what we've got going on in terms of upcoming training, workshops and such for new people. Thanks again for checking out this episode. Really appreciate you. And yeah, check out Enrique and Isabel. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Hey Scott,
1: thanks for having us.
0: So we were chatting a little bit before we got onto this call. So I got a couple of topics. I'd love to chat with you first Enrique because you've been kind of doing part-time, full-time and you've had to make a big shift recently. So tell me about that, what's happening there?
1: I had to quit my parents' company in order to do this mortgage full time. I basically kind of got to a point where it was getting tough to grow my business and manage their business at the same time, especially with the you know roughly 6 thousand to 6500 kilometers a month I was driving and the brain power that was going into their business, not to mention all the two o'clock in the morning you know finish times and four five o'clock in the morning wake up times. Right. Uh, so add all that up on top of like being a father of three and really. And kinda, trying
0: to build a business. Okay. How did yeah. it go? Cause how long have you worked in the family business? And then how did it go when you said, Hey guys, sorry. You know, I know your dad's an imposing figure, right? So yeah. like, tell me, how did that go?
1: Yeah. I mean like with my dad, it was pretty easy. I mean, like we've always had a pretty straight up relationship. So I basically looked at him and it's like, I can't do this anymore. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know.
0: And so he's not coming too.
1: Yeah. So we went ahead and kind of replaced myself in the company with some new staff. But also like we really had to like evaluate the whole situation for what it was and kind of make that decision and take action from there to get to this point.
0: Right. Okay. So my next question then is, is other than the fact that you're working crazy hours, because sometimes when people are new, they got to do both and that's okay. But how did you know you were like ready to make the leap into saying, I got to do this. I got to give this my full attention.
1: I mean, it definitely helps that I have some money coming in the pipeline. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So like knowing that I'm able to still provide for my daughters, you know, like that kind of made it easier. But also just, you know, like I was getting spent, you know, like it constantly felt like I couldn't set a schedule just because I had so much happening outside of that schedule that was kind of making it hard for me to focus on my clients Mm -hmm. and kind of give them, you know, my best because, you know, we're dealing with. In some cases, you know, like I'm currently working a mortgage that's worth $1.1 million. It's a lot of money yeah. to not be fully invested in and paying attention to. It was pretty easy to make that decision when I kind of came to that realization that, you know, trying to juggle everything at once was
0: just burning me out. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. And so if you're listening to this, I a couple of things. One, we're not suggesting that you need to go quit your other job if you're still starting out. It's a great, you know, great way to do both temporarily, but at some point, If you're gonna make this a career, you're gonna have to make the jump to full-time because there's just so much to learn, but you can certainly start out part-time. Like that's a great path for some people and it can work. Yeah. Okay, last question on this. So then what do you know now that you wish you would have known when you kind of got into this? Would you have done anything different or has it kind of worked out okay?
1: I mean, it worked out okay. Nobody was hurt in the making of this process.
0: (laughs) Right. You could start to build your pipeline. So you have a pipeline now. It's like a frog jumping to another lily pad, you're not just jumping and going, okay, I hope something's there. You've actually used this time to build a pipeline.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it really did help to know that that pipeline is there and it is real, but yeah, like I learned, really learned how to manage my time better by force. Cause you know, with the hours that I was putting in, you don't have a choice. You manage your time or you fail. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if I would have done it any different. I might've left the company a little bit sooner. Yeah. I think that may have been the only change.
0: There's a phrase that I've heard before. If you want something done, give it to a busy person, right? Because a busy <laughs> person's like, okay, give it to me. Bang. It's done. There's no time to procrastinate. You just got to be like, I have a limited amount of time and I got to get this. So there's definitely a benefit to it. So it's fantastic. There was
1: something that I actually adapted from somebody that I was listening to on another podcast and they were saying that any test that takes me anywhere from one to two minutes, I just do it immediately just so that it's out of the way because if i procrastinate and i hold off on it then chances are it's not going to get done at all that one to two minute task now just completely left and undone do it now so yeah yeah, so like i've definitely adapted that mentality
0: that's really good that's awesome okay isabel so you we were chatting too you told me that so walk me through game of phones which is something that we do and then Mm -hmm. how that set up your pitch so walk me through what happened
2: there yeah so um joined game of phones at the opportunity that Uh, I was able to and I just did it. The first probably two meetings, I didn't do much phone calls because I was scared. And then just one day I'm like, okay, everybody else is getting somewhere and I feel like I'm falling behind and it's because of me. Right. It's nobody else. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call. And in the first session that I actually, you know, made those calls one after another and really took it seriously. I got meetings, did it again, the second session. And then the one meeting that I got and now finished from last week, it went amazing. I was so nervous for it. I was practicing. I was like, okay, do I need to tweak my presentation? Like when I'm practicing what I'm saying and I'm like, oh, God, that sounds so scripted and I hated it. So (laughs) I was like just thinking about everything and anything behind the scenes and then got on this phone call with this realtor and, you know, just went straight for it. Like had a great conversation with him, asked for, you know, 20 minutes of his time and he was totally up for it. And then when the presentation day came, you know, it was just very natural.
0: Right. Would you say you were nervous during the presentation?
2: Very much, like very much. I was nervous.
0: (laughs) Right. But you had a plan. So it wasn't like, so it's one thing to be nervous and then have no plan. How did that help having sort of like a whole framework to use?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I made sure before I got on the call that I knew how to like do the screen share and stuff. So I actually asked my boyfriend. Get rid of the technical Get rid of technical
0: glitches so they don't trip you off. Yeah.
2: That was actually something that was taught to us by our CEO, Shuba. He's like, you know, before you get on a presentation, you check right? Don't go on a meeting and be like, Oh, sorry about the technical difficulties. Like, yes, it happens. But at least if you do your part, right, there's less chances of that happening. And I did that, right? I was like, Okay, which screen do I share? You know, where are my notes? Like, where am I going to look? So I sort of set that all up before I got on a call. And then the one thing that I also did that really helped me was having those notes on the side, right? Mm -hmm. You have the presentation, and then there's a note section, having your pointers on there, you know you don't have to read it word for word for me the way i work is like i'll type it all out but as long as i've transcribed it in some way once i get into the actual presentation it just flows because it right. feels like i've already gone through it except you know through my hands right whether right, it's right. typing or writing it so having the notes there it gave me those mental bookmarks Keep you on, so you can keep topics. it on track.
0: So you're not like yeah. all over the place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And especially, you know, like when you have those like punchlines or when you want to make a point at a certain time in your presentation, like it's mm-hmm. there. Right? right. So I've made all those. I've planned it all out and it just flowed really naturally. And despite me being nervous, the realtor too, I think what helped a lot was the fact that he was very engaged. Mm-hmm. Right. He was on video. And he was asking questions. We were laughing, which is one of my, you know, must haves in presentations or any conversation. It's like, we got to (laughs) laugh. It can't be a serious conversation all the time. Right. So, you know, we were laughing, we were talking casually, and then we go back into the presentation and he's asking questions about the things I have to share. And I think that's what really helped to, you know, show me that I have something to offer, right? Mm -hmm. There's something that I can add to this partnership. And they see it. So I think that allowed the whole presentation to just go through naturally, especially when I was presenting my value ads. I think that really, really helped. You know, he was very into, you know, those four value ads that I chose that really represents the pillars. Yeah, Yeah. The pillars of my business, how I really want to do business. And, you know, I think because it came from, you know, the heart they felt that too. Right. Right. You know, I didn't just pick and choose what I thought sounded nice. I reflected on these value ads and I was like, which one really speaks to the way I want to do business. And yeah, that's which is what we
0: recommend. Decide. We don't say there's not yeah. one way to do it. Right. Like, so, yeah. which is great. You got to match your personality. So exactly. one of the things I'm picking up on this though, is the benefit of zoom is that it would be weird if you're presenting live and you had your notes there, hold on a second, but yeah. you can <laughs> actually see them at the corner of your eye and they can't see that you can see. Yeah. Notes. So there's a, strategic benefit to the fact that it's very difficult to get face-to-face meetings right now. Mm -hmm. So Zoom actually can work really well. And so this led to a setting something up with him in June. So tell me about that.
2: Yes. Yes. So, you know, he talked to me about how he's working with a client right now and he would have loved to send him to me, but he already has a pre-approval. And then I mentioned, Hey, if you ever need a second opinion, let me know. I'd be happy to help. Of course, you know, I'm not one to take business away from other colleagues, but just for your sanity, right? We'll oh, from bankers, sort of we'll take it
0: from bankers. will <laughs> Take it from bankers, sure.
2: Bankers, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Eating your lunch, banker. No offense if you're your banker listening to this. But we're right? gonna, you're gonna eat our, <laughs> Sorry, We're gonna eat guys. each other's lunch.
2: Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just I put it in a perspective where it's for your clients. It's not for yeah. me. It's for them, right? Let's do it for them. And then he, you know, wanted to do a first-time home buyer webinar. And he's like, you want to do it in the first week of June? I'm like, what am I going to say? No, (laughs) this is a business presentation. I'm like, sure. (laughs) So, um, you know, we're setting up meetings. We're going to put together our content. I'm just going with the flow at this point. Like, I'm a little bit nervous for that, but it's pushing me out of my comfort zone and that's what I like about it. You know, I'm- You'll do amazing.
1: You're gonna kill it. Thank you. You'll you'll, you'll do amazing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, if you don't mind, if I can share as well, something that I also did recently to push myself out of the comfort zone is actually participate in a fundraiser. It really spoke to me. So I created my own page and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna share it to my team, right? I've never done that before. The most participation that I've ever had in fundraisers is really through like the corporate jobs I've had. And that was it, right? Just being there. But this time it's a little bit more personal. And I feel like it's helping me to really continue pushing myself out there, putting myself out there, along with, you know, being here with you guys. So Right.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And it's all part of the learning (laughs) process, you know, like the fact that you did the Zoom call, that's kind of like a little mini webinar, really. It's Mm -hmm. like, so Mm -hmm. if you can do that, then you can do the next thing. And as you start to plan this, we'll be chatting. We'll talk about how to strategize the best way to do that. Percent by our webinar so we'll help you with that but that's awesome so any last words or anything for you isabel and i'll come back to you in a minute enrique before we wrap up this call
2: you know what for me i (laughs) i've been enjoying this journey a lot when i'm thinking back to when i started and thinking back to this time last year in 2020 i am in a completely different place Mm -hmm. last year when i entered the industry i was in a shell I was scared. I didn't want to say anything wrong. I didn't want to put content out there because I didn't want to share the wrong thing. But you know what? Having my brokerage, being part of this network that I'm at, CLC and the mortgage coach, like they're kind of like the driving force behind me right now. You know, on top of my why, on top of my motivation that I have right now, they're really my driving force. And then now having this opportunity to work with you, I think just when I have the opportunities come to me, like I'll take it, right? Mm -hmm. And for others out there, take it right? Just go for it. You know, it might not end up the way you might think, you know, you might be thinking it would, but it's going to get you somewhere. I just find that it's going to open up other opportunities for you. It's going to make you realize things about yourself that you probably never thought was possible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah. Um, We love the mortgage coach. You know, the team (laughs) there is awesome. So what about you, Enrique? What's your sort of last thoughts? You know,
1: like I'm just listening
0: to Isabel and, you know, if you
1: lack preparation then you have everything to be nervous about. But if you're prepared and you've done the work and you have done the learning and gone through all the materials and have really allocated the right amount of energy to what it is you're trying to accomplish, you will succeed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like for all of you that are listening who are nervous about doing something in your business, you know, take a shot at it because we're all getting training in some capacity. We're all learning in some capacity this, so and the information that you have and run with it. Yeah,
0: just yeah. do it, man. It's awesome. Thank you, Enrique. Thank you, Isabel.
2: Thanks as well, Scott.
0: This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.